I'd like to welcome everybody to Clergy Talk Podcast. The world wants to know. And today I have a testimony by Daisy Page. With that being said, Daisy, take it away. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me today. Um, I'm Daisy Page. I'm from the state of Texas. And uh, I'm the author of the book, Unexpected Moments, mm. which which was forwarded by Kirk Cameron, and I'm sure everybody knows who Kirk Cameron is. So mm. it's a real pleasure to have him forward my book. All right. Um, my book is a little different than any other autobiography. It happens to start six years prior to my birth. Mm. The reason for being so, uh, my mother passed away when I was six months old in a tragic car accident. Wow. And during her job, she escorted oversized loads and was hit head on by an oil tanker. Oh, my goodness. And so I wanted to give readers a chance to get to know that character and kind of pull on some heartstrings, so to speak, you know, okay. at the time of her death. So I'm not even born until chapter three, at the end of chapter three. And she knew she was going to have a little girl. Mm. She just had that feeling. And um, so in, in, at the end of chapter three, I introduced myself. I'm the child that Karen knew she was going to have. And my name is Daisy. And this is where my story begins. Okay, Daisy. So um, I spent many years, uh, actually five years of being molested by a close family friend or mm. a family relative, actually. Um, and then I've been physically abused and mentally abused, um, but by the grace of God, he pulled me through all of that Amen. so I could share with others my testimony and inspire women or whoever, it doesn't necessarily have to be a woman being abused to know that just have faith in God and he's going to pull you through. He doesn't put you more through more than he can, you can handle. True. And sometimes he does less things to happen to us to grab our attention, to put us back on track. And um, I have been recently diagnosed with a rare terminal condition. Only four people out of every 100,000 people in the U.S. have this condition. Oh, wow. And so I believe that I went through the things that I did to make me strong, to face what I have to go through ahead of me. Now, life expectancy is five to seven years. I've had the condition now for four and a half years. So I don't know how much longer I have. So I don't get my story told. Right, right. Um, I'll tell you a few things that happened throughout my life. Um, not only was I sexually molested, but I was raped at 14, and then I was laced with PCP and LSD by a guy in high school that asked me out when I told him no, he, he laced me. Oh, wow. And um, so me, along with nine other girls in my school, were, were having um, reactions to these, these drugs, and it took the, the police, which my father was a police officer. But, and he was involved in the case. It took them a few months to figure out exactly what was going on. 
but when they did, they busted him, and unfortunately, he was um, shot in the drug raid because he pulled a, a, a gun on a police officer. Mm. So, um, then my father was murdered. Oh, man. Um, so, I had a stepmom, though. My stepmom was... Um, Married to my dad when I was only 13 months old. I know that's really quickly, and I, I thought that was really quickly, but wow, yeah. she, she's my mother. She raised me, and I actually thought she was my real mom until she was, until I was 13, or eight, I'm sorry, eight, mm -hmm. um, and she, even though my dad is gone, she's, he died in 94, she's, she's still my mom. Okay, okay. But, um. Did you get the press release I sent you on my um, book? I don't think I did, but you can keep on talking about your book. I'll have to go back and review that. Okay, let me just grab that because um, that tells a lot more about my story than my than the back of my book. My, I didn't really want to give too much away. Right, 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 right. You know, um, however, Kirk, he gave away a lot more than I did, so... Do you want me to start with uh, reading the forward from Kirk or with the press release? You can go with the press release. Okay. Let's, let me get that here. All right. I know I've had a few reviews and they've all been really inspired by um, my book. They read it within two days because they said they can't put it down. Right, right, right. Wow. So. I'm still waiting for, I want um, Kirk to blast the book on social media. Okay. So that I can get more um, attention drawn to. Right, right. Get some more readers in. I've just about got it pulled up here. Okay. So it says, new autobiography details how one woman overcomes difficulties through her strong faith and belief in God. Mm. Anna, Texas, Daisy Page has endured many trials and tribulations to become the person that she is today. Inspired by God to share her life story and help others who are going through difficulties, she now releases Unexpected Moments. Forwarded by Kirk Cameron and published by Ex Libris. Okay, all right. The autobiography charts the author's early beginnings to her journey coming through the other side of tragedy. Here, she recounts how she suffered emotional, spiritual, and physical pain from dealing with spiritual, physical, and emotional abuse, facing her father's suspected murder and a family member's suicide. And being diagnosed with the rare terminal condition called multi-system atrophy, which it, they know better known as MSA. Oh wow! Okay. Um, these barricades were put into her life, but she was able to break through by the grace of God. God is always there if you have faith, and He will pull you through. Page states. No matter what unexpected moment you're dealing with, God never puts you through more than you can handle and will always be there to help. This book is written to help those in similar situations and remind them that they are not alone. It aims to uh, inspire readers to live a life of prayer and faith. Amen. I have spent a lot of time 
praying. I've spent a lot of time on my knees. Um, I, I, my first husband was very physically abusive. Then I had all three of my children with him. Mm. And there was times that I would get down on my knees. I had this one boyfriend in high school who was so good to me. And mm. I would pray, God, just bring Wes back to my life. I was mistaken by letting him go. You know, he, wow. he was really good to me. Please just bring him into my back into my life. Well, God did. He brought him back. Mm. He helped me get out, move into a three-bedroom apartment. And then one day when I got off work, Wes was gone. I was like, God, why did you, why did you take him away? Mm. He said he served his purpose, Stacy. I have brought him into your life to get you out of that predicament or you would never get out of it. Right, right. So he he did that. And there are angels here on earth. Yep. And after my husband and I divorced, my first Christmas, you know, $8 an hour back then, making, you know, making $8 an hour, raising three kids, paying yeah. bills. Mm. Very difficult. Yes, it is. Christmas time came up. And I was like, Lord, the children know what Christmas is all about. They know that it's the birth of Jesus. But I want to see that joy on their face Christmas morning. I don't want to miss that. But I can't provide for them for Christmas. One day I had a knock at my door. By the time I got to the door, no one was there. There was a bicycle in a bag just full of Christmas gifts. Wow. A couple days later, the doorbell rang again. I went back to the door. There was another a lady there with another bicycle. Wow. And more toys for, and presents for my kids. I was like, wow, this gave them the best Christmas day I've ever had, even when I was married. Uh, Do you bring some stuff the other day? I asked this woman. She said, no. This was sent to you from an anonymous donor. Mm. Um, so I never figured out who brought the other. But wow. It was God. He provided. Yep. And he, he may not answer your prayers the way you want them to be answered or when you want them to be answered. Right, right, right. I've prayed for healing. And I know that I'm not going to be healed here on this earth. Mm. But I'm going to be healed. And that's going to be everlasting life. Oh, amen. And um, I've had many dreams these past few months about heaven. And I believe God's given me those signs. And he's showing me little little images of what heaven's going to be about. Wow. Michael, it is a beautiful, very indescribable place. Very peaceful. I've met St. Peter. I have um, seen my relatives and friends there. They've met me. Wow. We've, we've sat at this table that's as long as you can see. We had a huge feast. And I've seen my mother-in-law the night before my husband's birthday. Was, his birthday was April 13th. Mm -hmm. April 12th, I had a dream. I went to heaven. I was waiting in line at the gate. And 
St. Peter was checking people in. And um, he even did like the one they do at the airport over me. You know? <laughs> that was kind of strange, but I got in and was greeted by everyone. And then my mother-in-law was standing there and she had her hand on her hip, little smirk on her face, just, wow. just like her here on earth. And she said, tell you, Jean, I said, happy birthday. Mm. And I'm going to see you real soon, Daisy. Wow. And I know she is. Wow. This is the cover of my book. I don't know if you can see that. Is it backwards or is it? Um, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah, I see it. My daughter, Lana Faith, she, she painted that for me. Oh, wow. That's nice. It shows... Um, Here's the book here. It shows um, barricades, um, your, my journey, which is a windy road here, rocky. And then there's a bridge here. I don't know if you can see it. It's broken. Okay. So it's in my book, I say, on the back, I say, you know, I, I had to go over speed bumps, jump over hurdles, cross broken bridges, and climb many rocky mountains. Hmm. With God at my side, you know, he's always been there. Right, right, right. He, people think he deserts them. But he never deserts you. That's true, yeah. He's always there. Mm. I had a poem published 20 years ago, and then I put it in my book. And I, if you don't mind, I'd like to read that. Please do, please do. Okay. Give you a little inkling of how much of, how, how what kind of writer I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Endless Love. And, or I'm sorry, Eternal Love. Okay. Endless days and sleepless nights as we go through our constant fights. Do we really get what we see? Or is it totally up to me? Struggling through our trying times, burdened by the price of crimes. Truly, as each day ends, know that God's your only friend. As footprints in the sand did say, he really carries us all the way. Know this, for it is up to you. He already knows what you should do. Find your faith from heaven above, then you will have eternal love. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you. I, I really, it speaks to me every time I read it. Yeah. Because deep, it's, yeah. it's true. You know, he's there for you. He, he carries you. You see one set of footprints. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not because you're alone. Because he's carrying you through those hard times. Mm. Mm. A lot of times, like I said, when people get off track. He, hey. Get you back on track, grabbing your attention, maybe put you through a difficult situation or something true, where, true. where yeah. you have to remember yeah. who you can count on. Right, right. So I have a quick question. How old was you when you became a believer? I was raised um, in church. My stepmother was the pianist at church. Okay, okay. So my whole life, um, I loved youth groups I went to I was I was I was saved at nine years old wow okay after the years of my uh my abuse started when I was eight years old but oh, I wow. still I still 
took the Lord as my Savior at mm. nine years old. Went to church camp every year, participated in Bible drills. Mm. Actually won second place in the state of Texas Bible drill. Oh, wow. So, and I read the Bible from front to back um, countless times growing up as a child. Um, I loved going to church every Wednesday, every Sunday morning, every mm. Sunday evening. I was in church. Okay. Now, um, for the forward? Yes, yes. Now, every time I read this forward, it, it tears me up. Just, mm. These are some beautiful words that Kurt Cameron wrote. Right, right. He says, it was an autumn night in Texas when I first met Daisy. She came up in a wheelchair next to me at the campfire. Her smile was bright. She shared her journey with me and told me that she did not have much time left on earth. I told her to write down her story and I would do anything I could to help her get her story and share her story with the world. I only spoke with her briefly that night, but her attitude and resilient spirit inspired me. I hope this book of an individual's incredible journey through emotional, physical, and spiritual pain and coming through the other side of tragedy, still praising the Lord, will encourage you in your present situation. Daisy's message will bring you comfort and remind you that you're not alone in your struggles or your life circumstances. I pray her words bring you hope. There is one who knows the plans he has for you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Wow. Kurt Cameron. Wow. I didn't know I was going to write a book until I met him. Mm. I, I shared my story with him. I said, God told me I didn't have much time left on earth, but I had to tell my story from the beginning. Right, right, right. First. And Kirk asked me, well, how do you plan to do it? And I said, well, I don't know. He said, I think you should write a book. The very next day, I started writing. January 23rd, my um, writing was complete. Every day, I prayed for the Lord to give me the words to write. Right. And, he, and he did. And um, I dedicated about three or four hours a day writing. Wow. But January 23rd, I was finished, and March 7th, it was published. How long did it take you to write the book? Three months. Mm, wow. So it happened really quickly. Yes, it did. And I've spoken with authors that say it takes a year, a year and a half or more. So I, I was kind of shocked that I got it out that quick. Mm. Wow, you did good. I wanted to. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, there was a time in my life that, well, there's been times that I almost didn't or I didn't want to make it. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I have been in, found myself in dark places many times. Right, right, right. Where I've wanted to take my life or I've blamed God or I've asked God, you know, why me? Why must I be continually suffering um did i what did i do mm. am i cursed right right but now i know it was satan he 
he he gets you. He'll get you good yeah. sometimes. But um, I forgot, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, I've almost committed suicide a couple times. I've actually tried. Wow. And um, the um, I was put into you know a mental facility because of trying to commit suicide. Right. Right. And I went through counseling, and I that's where in the counseling session I told my father that my brother was molesting me. Mm. He didn't believe me, but that's when I also shared about the rape. Mm. And, and my brother was in the session, and my brother got upset about this guy that raped me, and my dad did too. And I was like to my brother, "How can you get this upset when you did the same thing? Mm. You were even caught in the action. I mean, someone caught him doing it." And he was like. Oh, you—it's just in your head. You—you you got the right mixed up with, with what happened, and you know, it's just your—it's in your head. So I guess he got my dad to believe that too. Mm. Well, and of course, you know, my father—that's his son. He didn't want to believe that he could do that, something like that, to his own right. sister. He was really emotional because he—he he accused me. Of my mother being, my mother died because of me. Mm. Wow. And I was six months old, but it mm. made me believe that, you know, if I would have never been born, she would never have died. reason why I say that is because I was sick with um, pneumonia and I almost died as a baby. Mm. And the day that she was killed, my father and her had were arguing and she didn't want to go back to work. I just gotten out of the hospital a week prior to mm -hmm. that day. She wanted to stay home with me and he, he needed help with the medical bills because I was in the hospital for a month and a half. Wow. And she said, okay, fine. I'll go to work, but this is the last day. I'm not going to go back. I'm staying with home with my baby. And then so they didn't tell each other bye. They just he just she just left and she get she was killed. Mm. Wow. And so my brother he would say, if you weren't ever born, she would she wouldn't have died. I still have my mom. Um. So that was really hard on me. Wow. So how are you and your brother doing right now? We haven't spoken. Um. We. Got together, of course, when my father was murdered for the funeral. And, mm. um, then my grandmother had a stroke. And out of the kindness of my heart, she was asking for him. Because she hadn't seen him in 20 years. Wow. And um, so I called his ex-wife and found out how to get in touch with him. And I mm. gave a number to my cousin and... He called him and told him, and he came to the hospital, and we all, my, my sister, myself, and, and he stood at my, my grandma's bedside, and she was, you know, I could tell in her face, she was enlightened that we were all three together, that she hadn't seen that in so long. 
So just put everything aside. Um, I have forgiven my brother. Okay. You know? I've forgiven everyone who harmed me. You have to. Yep. It's biblical. Yep. You have to forgive in order to be forgiven. Yep. Um, I've even reached out to my brother's ex-wife again and let her know that I was terminally ill. And to let her know, to tell my brother that I forgive him. He messaged me on Messenger. Very ugly message. Mm. But I didn't respond. I said, you know, he's the one that's going to have to repent. He's the one that's going to have to ask for forgiveness of his sin. Right, right. I put it in God's hand. He, God will deal with that. But I've done my part. Yeah. And I wrote letters to, I didn't give them to him, but I wrote letters to everyone that harmed me, forgiving them for what they had done to me. Wow. So how big it was your family? I know you have a brother, a sister, and just the three of you? Yes, it was well, me and my brother. We were um, my sister's half-sister. Okay, okay. But she's my sister. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and then my, my husband was in prison um for something that he did as a um a, a juvenile you know 18 year old mm. um when i had my second child and um so my sister and his sister went into the delivery room with me okay. they, were, they, they were only 16 i wanted them to see hey you, you don't want to get pregnant as a teenager you know mm. Mm. So, um, my sister's name is Anna. Okay. And his sister's middle name is Faith. Okay. So, I named my daughter Lana Faith. All right. And I like the way if you say it, say it fast. So, like, Lana, Lana Faith. Faith. Lana Faith. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, um, Faith was um, his sister's middle name. Her her name was Autumn. Okay. Last March, Autumn took her own life. Oh wow! Mm. And so, my part of my book, Autumn kept me from from taking my own life when I had my my second child. Mm. I, I was only six and a half months pregnant with her when my daughter my dad was murdered. Oh. So postpartum hit me really hard. It was another dark, depressive time in my life. And she stopped me. She said, Daisy, why do you want to end a temporary solution with a permanent way, you know? And um, I said, I just can't take it. Uh, Lana was colicky so bad, and uh, I had Lacey, my older one, she was in pre-K, so I, here I was with a three-year-old and a newborn colicky baby by myself, my dad just murdered, you know, and at the time I didn't speak to my stepmom because I had thought maybe she might have had something 
to do with his death. Wow. Hmm. But so I didn't have any family to help me out. And I was just, oh, I can't take this anymore, you know. And so I cried to Autumn and she said, look, I'm going to take the girls for a couple of hours or so. You get out, go clear your head, you know, just take some time for yourself. Well, Michael Wong's out driving around. I didn't have my radio on in my car. And I, I had to pull over. I was just crying so hard, you know. Daddy's hand, the radio popped on, and Daddy's hands came on the radio. Right, right. My dad. God sent my dad to let me know he's okay. Mm. And sometimes God does that too. He does that to get to let you know, hey, settle down. It's right, all right. right, right I got right. this. I'm here for you. You're not going to this alone. You might feel like it, but you're not. So that was another time that it, I got a reminder um, call from God saying, it's going to be okay. Take yep. a deep breath. Yep. I got this. Wow. Wow. So even through all the turmoil and the abuse. Um, I never lost my faith. So how are your children doing now? My son, um, he's my youngest, six foot five. Wow, big guy. <laughs> big guy. He's in the Air Force. He's been in the Air Force for almost eight years. So that's great. That's great. Wow. Good. Um, my um Lana, she She's a manager for like a, a sip and paint. Okay. Um, on her part time, just that's a hobby, you know. She right, doesn't right. want to do it full time because she doesn't want to get burnt out. But she's a really great artist, as you can tell okay. by the cover of the book. Yeah. And then full time, she's got a really great job. Just bought a house. I'm mm. really proud of her. And then my oldest daughter, she's been with Walmart for 15 years. Okay. Um, so my kids are great. And um, and that's why I'm at peace. Um, I've been, Lana's my home health care, I'm not Lana, Lacey is my home health uh, caretaker two okay. days a week, too. Um, so we've been kind of going through things. Um, so I'm getting my ducks in a row so to speak you know saying who's gonna get what the book royalties I've written up so split them up amongst the kids um my husband and um my um charity for for the defeat msa.org okay for proceeds some of the proceeds of my Books will go to that charity to research for a cure for, for this terrible beast of a monster. Um, it, it takes you down quickly. Wow. Mm. Shuts all your autonomic systems down. It, mm. it, it's a horrible, horrible, horrible disease. So how, how old was you when you were diagnosed with that? I started having... Um, coordination problems. 
times mm. where I was falling a lot. I was trembling. Doctors diagnosed me with Parkinson's for a while. Um, and then finally sent me to a movement disorder specialist. I was having trouble swallowing. Um, my hands were always really stiff. Right, right. He put me on some medication that, that, that helped that, though. But the first day he saw me, he said, you don't have Parkinson's. You, you have MSA. And I, I didn't know what that was. So I didn't really ask. I just said, am I going to get any better? He said, no, but I'm going to help you manage your, your pain because I have neck pain. My husband had to take me to the urgent care like twice in one month because I would have like Charlie horses in my neck. Oh, wow. Hmm. It's very painful. Hmm. And um, that's one of the main symptoms. They call it um, coat hanger syndrome. Okay. But um, so he's my, my, my movement disorder specialist. He's just giving me medications to keep me comfortable and that's about all he can do you okay. know I'm per it progressed really quickly though I I'm already in a wheelchair um and at home I use a walk or some but when I'm out in public I, I fall too much so I I'm in a wheelchair mm. I was in a wheelchair when I met Kurt Cameron and um two men put, picked me up and put me on the stage to get my picture taken with him. And I told him, I don't want my picture taken with you in the wheelchair. He said, well, can you get up? And I said, with your help. So he helped me get out of the wheelchair so I could take my picture with him. And, uh, and then oh, after, after his uh, church events, he always has campfire events. I don't know if you've seen his American campfires. Mm. So we go outside at the campfires and do some singing and he says a few more words and afterwards he came over to me in my wheelchair and, and uh, he grabbed me by my hands and he said, Daisy, can I, can I pray for you? I said, absolutely. And, my, and I ha had him autograph my ticket from the event Ooh. and um, uh, my mom was there with me. She was, she, she, she's a nurse. She she didn't have time to change. So she was still in her scrubs. She'd been pushing me around this event. And I thought, oh my goodness, people are going to think I have a private <laughs> nurse. But um, anyway, she held a flashlight so he could autograph. And I asked her, I said, did you get a picture by chance? She said, no, I didn't. I was too busy holding the flashlight. I didn't even think about it. So, wow, I wish you had got a picture. I would have liked this, you know, seen that. Wow. But um, I was going through on Facebook and going through some of his past events. And this lady caught my eye. And Michael, this is something I never do. But I started going through her pictures. And what do you know? There I was in my wheelchair and Kirk on his knees. Wow. And I was sitting by my husband. And I said, oh, my goodness. <gasps> he said, what? And I said, look. And I showed him the picture. He goes, 
wow, that's you. And I said, yeah. So, of course, I screenshotted it. Mm. And I messaged her, you know, thank you so much for that picture. If you have any more or any videos, I would love to have them. The next day, her profile was gone. Wow. 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 Once again, that was God. He gave me that picture mm -hmm. that I asked for. Mm. All right, well, real quick, because time's ticking away on us now, so... I'm sorry, quick. David. Oh, that's okay. That was wonderful. Tell us, again, the name of your book and where we can get it at. It's Unexpected Moments, and um, you can get it at xlibris.com, x-l-i-b-r-i-s.com. Um, you just go to their bookstore. Okay. You can type in unexpected moments by that Daisy page and it'll pop up. Great. And they've got um, soft cover, hardcover, and ebook there available for you. All right. Wonderful. Well, Daisy, thank you for sharing that testimony with us. And I'm definitely going to get a copy of your book and I'm going to share your link when I post this episode. And with that being said, I'm going to keep you in my prayers every day. And just hope God keeps on blessing you because you're doing an awesome job sharing your testimony. Well, thank you, Michael. It's been my pleasure. I want to keep sharing that testimony until I can't anymore, until the day I leave this earth. Well, thank you. It takes a very strong woman to share that. With that being said, you have a blessed day. You too, Michael. Bye. Bye-bye.